Happy Sabbath, everyone. Thank you, Brother Cruz. Thank you so much. Aren't you glad that Jesus came? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is good. I just listening to the church family really just thrills my heart to see people engage in service to our Heavenly Father. And uh, I tell you, God is good. He loves us all so much, so much. And this is a way when we serve him, we, we, we not only glorify his name, but we also build up our spiritual capacity and our strength. So it's good to see. I, I, I really want to um, thank Brother Adam. Uh, he's re-engaging with Pathfinders. Praise the Lord. And, of course, Sister Alicia is leading out to the adventurers today. Make sure you're here. Just want to uh, put a plug into that as well. Um, but God is good. God is good. And what I like to see is a church family taking care of the children within the church. That is such a blessing. Praise God. Today, today we will spend some time looking at the word righteousness. What did I say? So with that, I'm going to invite you just to bow your heads with me. And let's seek the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you so much. We can certainly see you're on the move. You are working with this church. Father, I can clearly see where you're spending time with the families within this church. And I just want to thank you for the opportunity to be here to worship you. We're all gathered here because you are so valuable to us. You are our God. And so, Father, in our singing, in our praying, in our giving, in our fellowship. We do all of this just to bring glory and honor to your name. And so now, Father, as we turn our attention to your word, we invite the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Take full control, Father, of our minds. We, we give them over to you. And we just ask that you teach us from your word. Encourage us. Father, build us up and prepare us for each and every day ahead. We thank you for Jesus and all that he has done for us, all that he's doing right now for us, and all that he will do for us in the future. And so once again, I submit all that I am in your hands. I willingly give you all my faculties for you to use as you choose. Speak to me and through me. And may we all be blessed and changed in the process. For we ask all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 9. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 9. When you get there, let me hear you say amen. It's kind of weak, but I see you still searching, which is good. All right, Ephesians what? 5 and verse 9. 
So we're continuing in our series on the fruit of the Spirit. And Ephesians 5 and verse 9 says, For the fruit of the Spirit is in what? All godliness and righteousness and truth. So now I'm, I'm moving a little bit from Galatians, but I'm still in the same topic, okay? There are more fruit of the Spirit that is written in Scripture other than Galatians 5, okay? Today we want to focus on righteousness. What comes to your mind when you think of that word? Righteousness. It sounds like a, a, a big Christian word, right? Is that true? But what comes to your mind? I see some hands. Let me go here and then over there. And then I'll come back to you. Huh? Jesus Christ is our righteousness. Wonderful. He's our example of righteousness. That's true. Yes. Sinlessness? Got it. Got it. Yeah. Being faithful in Jesus and God. Amen? Righteous. Yes, Sister Sally. Justice. All right? Being just. My brother back there. Being respectful. Listen. Do you believe that if you act with respect to each other, right? If you act in all of these different ways, do you believe you're showcasing what Christ is like? Amen? That is what the Spirit wants to do in all of our lives. When a person comes to Jesus, he blesses them with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit goes to work and start producing. Amen? Are you with me? does he produces? He produces all that we have seen in Galatians 5, verse 22, 23, but he also produces righteousness. And so what is righteousness? The word righteousness comes from the Greek word which means right doing all the time. Can I say that again? Not just right doing today, but doing it every single day. Who can do that faithfully in all things? Thank you. Certainly not me, right? And truth be told, certainly not you. The truth is righteousness means doing the right thing perfectly every single time. And the only person who can do that is God. That's why the first thing we want to talk about today when it comes to righteousness, righteousness belongs and comes from God himself. He is the source of it. Can you remember messing up sometimes, anyone? Can you wish you, you're able to speak so loving to your children each and every time when they do something wrong? Speak so kind and tenderly and gently to your spouse all the time. Not miss it. Let me see the person who does that beautifully each and every time. Put your hands up. Truth be told, Jesus wants us 
to do that each and every time. But he knows that we can't. And so that's why life without Jesus is a tremendous loss. Because the only person who have this wonderful fruit that he can bless us with is him. Because it only belongs to him. And so listen, in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 21, chapter 12, verse 1, the Bible says, You are always righteous, O Lord. Jeremiah the prophet. The psalmist David says, The Lord is righteous. Psalms 129 and verse 4. He is the God that when he does things, he doesn't miss. It's perfect all the time. And the story is told of a man uh, one day, he tried to criticize the creation of God. In fact, he says, it's all backwards. Look at, the, look at this, he says. He puts the little acorn on a tree where it has a strong limb to support it. However, he also puts the watermelon on a little flimsy vine that can't even hold it up. So the acorn on a big tree with broad branches and, you know, and then a little acorn. But big watermelon on a flimsy vine that can't hold it. Why did God do this? Then he said, if I were God, who many people would love to be God, right? I'm glad I just keep that where it belongs, right? But if I was God, he said, I would put the watermelon on the tree and the acorn on the vine. Just as these words came out of his mouth, an acorn fell out of the tree and hit him on the head. <laughs> and then he said, you know what, God? I'm glad it's not a watermelon. <laughs> so after all, you are right. God is the only person who can love a person unconditionally with such amazing love that he would forgive a person 70 times 7. Isn't that amazing? God is the only person who can forgive certain way in which he would never use what the person says they were sorry for again ever back to that person. He would never bring it up back again ever once the person says, Father, forgive me. Isn't that an amazing God? How much time have you brought up stuff that someone else have done and asked you for forgiveness for? With God, once we ask God to forgive us, as far as the east, is from the west. As far as the north, is from the south. He will never use that against us again, ever. He's perfect in how he does things. What we need to understand today is God belongs to a kingdom. And it's his kingdom. He chooses how to operate his kingdom, not us. And one of the ways he chooses to operate his kingdom is through righteousness. Right doing. The truth is, mankind, I want you to turn now to uh, Second Chronicles. Go to Second Chronicles. Ver chapter 5, 
And let's look at verse 20. Second Chronicles what? Chapter 5. And I'm going to read verse 20 to 21. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. And now listen to verse 21. Corinthians, my bad. Come on, y'all, you're Bible students. You should have caught me right away. <laughs> Come on. I'm reading from 2 Corinthians. <laughs> Let me give you a little time. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20 and 21. So verse 21 says, For he made him who knew what? No sin. To be sin for us. That we might become the... So God wants every person to live life with his righteousness. You know why? Because he's holy. He's supremely holy. God himself, for him to tolerate sin, it's an amazing grace. Are you with me? No wonder why he had to get rid of the devil and his angels from out of heaven. He had to remove them. And the day is coming when he will remove every single presence of sin in this world. Why? Because he's perfect. And he built, he built, he built his kingdom to operate on total righteousness. So how can we sinners stand in the presence God. And God is able to work with us. How can that happen? We're sinners. This is the amazing gift that God has blessed us with. His own righteousness. His own what? God provided his own righteousness through Jesus Christ. When a person accepts Jesus, they're making such a huge decision because they're making a decision to accept Jesus' righteousness as their own. So when God looks upon them, he doesn't see their sins anymore. He doesn't see their, 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 their past. Are you with me? What he sees is his very righteousness through Jesus Christ that we have accepted by faith. And that's how he chooses to operate his kingdom. To many people, it might seem as foolishness. That's all right. If they choose to accept it as foolishness, guess what? They choose to live in their own kingdom. Are you with me? And there's only one place that leads to eternal death. Jesus is saying, I don't want that for any person that I have made. I want them all to accept Jesus Christ, my son, and in doing so, be covered by his robe of righteousness. I stand here today in your presence to say, I've accepted Jesus and his righteousness. Praise the Lord. Have you? 
Have you accepted him and his righteousness? Put your hands up. Praise the Lord. What an amazing gift God has blessed us with. So we're able to function on planet Earth in his kingdom and stand in, in his favor. It's an amazing gift. The righteousness of Christ, which God has blessed humanity with. So then, when we accept the Holy Spirit in our lives, he begins, knowing that we're in a right standing with God, he begins to do an amazing work in our lives so that the things we were once doing or presently doing, he's the only one that can come in and help us not to do those things anymore. I mean, we can try all sorts of things, and sure enough, some of those things bring some form of measure of help, correct? But the only person who can bring a lifelong change in whatever addiction we're going through, a lifelong change in whatever sinful acts that we constantly practice, the only person that can make you hate the thing that you used to love is Jesus Christ. Only person can really do that is the Lord. And so I, I just want to move to the fact that, yes, the righteous, when the Bible speaks of righteousness, it's talking about our standing with God. We are in a right position with God himself when we accept Jesus. God considers us as righteous. He's looking upon us. He doesn't see our righteousness. What does he see? Covered by his son's righteousness. But you know, friends, some people settle for that. They just want to be covered by the righteousness of, of God. And they're good with that. Because they know now, accepting Jesus, they're in a right standing with God. But guess what? God is not satisfied with that. That's not, righteousness not only places us in the right position, righteousness helps us to do right. Are you with me? And by doing right, it helps us to mature and become more like Jesus Christ. And we will never stop maturing until the day comes when we're called up to be with him. Amen? But it's a, it's a, it's a pursuit. It's a pursuit of a lifetime. To live with the righteousness of God. And so watch me. The righteousness of Christ is not just a position. It's also a power. Let me hear you say power. It's also a power. All right. Um, I want you to turn with me to um, Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. I'm going to read verse 16 and also... Verse 17. Romans chapter what? 16 and 17. Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Yes, some atheists may talk bad about, you know, what we do in terms of being a Christian. Uh, 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 many just refuse it outright. But for me, and for my church here at Garland, we are not ashamed. We are not ashamed to be called a Christian. 
We're not ashamed to be called a disciple of Jesus Christ. That is our life. Are you with me? And so uh, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the what? Power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe it. So God, God is speaking here to his people, and he's saying, when you have Christ in your life, you have raw power. Are you with me? To the Jew first and also to the... And then he says, for therein, for therein, in that power, for therein, in the good news. In other words, the good news is the righteousness of God, which is revealed from faith to faith. So in other words, righteousness is not a, a, just a position of standing, knowing that you are saved. And there's no one who can pluck you out of the hands of the Heavenly Father. Are you hearing me? In fact, you have Father, Son, Holy Spirit, angels, and other Christians on planet Earth working to make sure you'll be there in glory. Who? Who can somehow break that bond? No one except me. I'm the only one that can say, Lord, I know I accepted you. I know we'll be living together, but from now on, I choose not to have you in my life. We are the only one that can separate ourselves, and it won't be without a fight. Are you with me? Won't be without a fight. But as long as you choose to be with Jesus, he says, this is his promise, nothing can pluck you out of my father's hand. Nothing can separate us. Isn't that a wonderful thing? But God wants to move us a little bit ahead. He wants to say, whatever you're struggling with today, if you believe that I'm so powerful to forgive you of sins, if you believe that I'm so wonderful, I created all this thing with all the intelligence behind it. If you believe all of that, that I'm so powerful to do that, I can help you with your drinking problem. I can help you with, your, with whatever problem you're going through in life today that you're battling but you can't shake. He's saying, I can help you with your pornography. I mean, I can help you with all the quarrel and strife within your home. He's saying, if I can't help you with that, that means I'm not God. Are you with me? But the truth is, righteousness means right doing. So it means that God equip us with the power from heaven to help us to do right. Are you with me, friends? And listen, that is what Paul shared with the entire world around him. And when people gave their lives to Christ, Christ, look, look at what Paul, God did with Paul. <laughs> did God change Paul? Tremendously, right? Look at Peter. Did God transform Peter? I mean, if God can change Peter, if God can change a man called David, God can certainly change me. Right? So let's not limit God's power. He blesses us with his fruit, and this fruit is sweet because it helps us to do the right thing. And so, 
The righteousness of God is not only a position of right standing with God, but it's also powerful. Powerful. Stories told of a of a preacher who told of an incident that took place in New York. A detective who had been looking for a local citizen finally tracked him down in a drugstore. As the man began to make his purchase, the officer laid his hand on this citizen and said to him, you're under arrest. Come with me. Sure enough, the man was stunned, and he asked the officer, well, officer, what did I do? The detective calmly replied, boy, you know what you did. You escaped from the Albany uh, Penitentiary several years ago. You went west, got married, and then came back and lived here. We've been watching you. You just didn't know we have been. Quietly, the man admitted, you know, that is true. But I was sure you would never find me. Before you take me in, could, could you make a stop on the way by my house so I can talk to my family? Sure enough, the officer agreed, and they went to his home. The man looked at his wife and asked, haven't I been a kind husband and a really good father? Haven't I worked hard to make a living? His wife answered, of course, honey, you have. But why are you asking me these questions? Her husband then proceeded to explain what had happened and that he was now under arrest. Uh, he... He apparently had hope that his records, his record, has a uh, exemplary husband and father, uh, uh, and maybe this would impress the officer to not take him in. But even so, he was still an escaped criminal. Though he was right with his family. He was all wrong with the state of New York. You see, the truth is, only God knows how to forgive and also how to restore. Are you with me? He knows how to restore people spiritually because God is a spirit. Amen? Amen. And sure enough, this man thought that, hey, listen, his is gone, right? But it's the same thing. If we, if we don't trust Jesus completely, that he can restore as well as what? Forgive, right? No matter what we do in this worldly life, accepting God for only forgiveness, but choosing not to do anything about our lifestyle, none at all, even though he constantly beckoned at us that this is weakening us and we need to make changes, all we sit on is in the past. Our future is surely not guaranteed. Because each time we're rejecting God and saying, listen, we don't want to do right. We don't want your power. We just want your forgiveness. God is saying, 
not interested in that kind of salvation. That is not for me. My kind of salvation changes people. Wipes away their past and fills them with a prosperous future spiritually. God is good. He's good. I've watched him how he has changed me over time. And I do have such a long road ahead, but no, I can tell you safely that I'm not the man I used to be. Are you with me? Definitely not. And I don't, con I don't say that a psychologist did this. No, psychologists can be wonderful help, right? Well, what happened to me is not what they did. It's the same power that Paul experienced. The power of God. And if he can change me, can change you as well. Change you as well. Finally, you know, it's not just a position where you're confident that you're in the arms of God and not even the devil can take you out of his hands, right? It's not only that. It's not only that God, God is just, just satisfied with forgiveness. No, it's more than that. He wants to enable us and empower us to do the right thing each time. But it's also, it's also something that we, we strive for, we pray for, we thirst for. In the Bible, the Bible says in Matthew 5, verse 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Can you imagine that? Have you ever been thirsty before? I'm sure you don't like that feeling, right? But growing up, I played a lot of, of football. Now, it's football to me, soccer to some. And I remember the times when I, was, when I was so thirsty. But I always know that I could go off the field and drink some nice room temperature water and just quenches that thirst, right? But I remember how the thirst made me feel. It made me yearning for the water, right? And God is saying, Blessed are those, happy are those who have this thirst for wanting to do the right thing each time. And know they don't have the capacity to do it themselves, and so they go to the water. They go to the fountain, and they just drink it all up, right? So guess what? It's a constant going to Jesus. If you neglect spending time with Jesus... If your relationship is a hand on the knob, God be with me as I go through this door, and that's all for the day, guess what? There's no refreshment. There's no filling. Are you, are, you, are you understanding? It's like drinking water. You refresh yourself, but immediately, not too long after, you want to drink again, right? It's an insatiable thirst. You you just want to always be with Jesus, asking him for help and for blessing you with this righteousness, the power of this righteousness that can help you to function like Jesus. That's what I want, friends. Anybody else want this? Is this your desire to, to have this thirst for righteousness and to have Jesus bless, you, bless your thirst and then make you thirsty again? Right? This is the gospel, y'all. This is why I am a Seventh-day Adventist Christian. Because the Seventh-day Adventist movement is so much 
and Jesus Christ and and look at him. I look at him through scripture and the things that he that he does, right? And then I say, man, I want to do those things too. So if I see him keeping the Sabbath, right, and he never changed it, guess what I say? Man, I want to keep the Sabbath on the seventh day too. If I see him being, if I see Jesus being given to God by his parents and being dedicated to God, I'm so glad that my parents, you know, you follow what I'm saying? If I, whatever I see him doing, I want to do too because I want to be like Jesus. And there's sometimes I fail, but one thing, I'm going to stay in the boat. Are you with me? I am not going to be like a Judas and jump out. Are you with me? I'm going to be like the other 11, and I'm just going to stay right here until I face one day. If you're here today, you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You have never asked Jesus to bless you with the Holy Spirit and produce righteousness through your life. So within your family, you can really act like a Christian. You don't have to be so loud. You don't have to be so unforgiving. But you can be more like Christ. If you'd like Jesus, you're here today, and you'd like Jesus to say, Lord, you know, I've been battling with this sin. And each time it presents itself to me, I fail. But I want to overcome it, and I want to overcome it today. Can you come into my heart and give me this power, this righteous power, to help me to be authentic behind the door and in, out of the door? If this is what's on your heart, friends. Maybe you're here today, and you have never been baptized. Jesus was baptized, right? Remember, we want to do what Jesus did in scripture. You have never been baptized. I just want to tell you this. That we have multiple Bible studies going on right now. From people who were baptized and they're still studying. Amen? Amen. And there are new people in the group. Even today, three new people showed up. Amen. First time walking to a Seventh-day Adventist church. Are you with me, friends? This morning. They're here today. And they're planning on coming back next week. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so I just want to say, we would like to do the same for you. You can be a part of Bible study. All you got to do is just touch base with me. Stay out. Feel free. Pastor, I'd like to be a part of the Bible study. I'd like to plan and study to be baptized the 31st of December, 2022 going into the new year. Amen? That's our next baptism. But for those who have been on this road with Jesus, uh, you just want to say hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you for your righteousness. I'm, I'm not perfect, but you know the areas where I need help in. Can you help me today to shake those things loose? I don't care where you are in this. I'm stepping into this call myself. I'm going to invite you to stand. Praise God. Praise the Lord. People need help from Jesus. And so we're all going to the source. Let's bow your heads wherever you are.
and let's talk to him. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. It brings us so much encouragement. And that's why we're here. Because none of us consider, consider ourselves to have arrived. We're still on this journey. We're still on this fight. We're still in this process where we struggle with the sinfulness in our world. And so, Father, we're coming to you today. And we're coming to you for help. Would you bless us with a double portion of your Holy Spirit in such a way where we will live out your righteousness through our life. We will allow you, Father, to do the right things that we need to do, that we always fail at. Today we're surrendering all to you. And we're asking you, Father, to bless us. Forgive us, Father, of where we have gone wrong. And I pray that going forward from now, you will help us to do what's right. So that you are glorified, but also, Father, so that Christ and his character will be shown through our lives. Thank you for those who are thinking, maybe online here in the sanctuary, of partnering with one of these teams and, and study to be prepared for baptism in the future. I pray that you would impress that heart to make a decision now for eternity. Thank you for this church here at Garland. We can clearly see you moving within our families, within our church. We want to be a people that, that, that do all that we can to spread your mission, your love to this community. And so help us. Be with every family, members here, whatever is going they're going through in their family, whatever need is within the families. Lord, would you just draw near to us and help us. Help us to act right and do the compassionate thing and to treat others with love. I pray, Father, for our children that you be with every single one of them. Minister to their hearts, Father. Teach them and use us to be a blessing for them as well. So thank you for being with us today. We know you have been lifted up. We know you have been glorified. And now, Father, may you live your life through us to the week ahead. We ask in the name of Jesus that the church of the living God say, Amen.